0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: From our highly secure, top secret, moderately soundproof location, uh, we are back. That, That Jeff's guitar solo means that we are back to another episode of the Spurs Insider Podcast. We were talking yesterday before, this is being taped on Monday, before the Miami game, Jeff said we needed to get in to the secure location to do another podcast because the last podcast that was posted was talking about how the Spurs are good again and as of yesterday before the Miami game they were bad again and then two and a half hours later now they're good again so we really don't need to be here because everything we said last week is the same correct
0: all right thanks for
1: coming out (laughs) (laughs) we have the Express News beat writer Jeff McDonald we have Express News sports editor Nick Talbot I am Mike Finger we are talking and about...
0: Ringo's quit the band, I think. Ringo
1: yeah. has quit the band. He is it's going in, solo. He is on tour with his drums in... I can't do that as well as Jeff does. His drums? His drums in Phoenix uh, today for the Martin Luther King... Ga- uh, Martin Luther King Day game against the Suns. You know
0: how, long, how I know it's Martin Luther King Day? One How's of the reasons... It? How's that? Uh, my children are not at school.
1: That's correct. We have some right outside the moderately soundproof location today.
0: They better be very soundproof. We have a couple in of
1: kids. Insecure. Who are in a conference room that they said reminded them of what?
0: Uh, the, the, the conference room in Elf. Okay. Which I mean, that I assume that means the little one's about to go running across the table to be the angry elf and kick the older one. Well, we we hope to speed this up.
1: It's a good thing we're in a secure location, so we don't—we're not going to be involved in all that mayhem out there. We are going to talk about what continues to be the most confounding team in the NBA,
2: for sure, no doubt, for sure. it's inexplicable how do you lose twice to the Atlanta Hawks and then come back and beat the Miami Heat i mean the, this whole this stre- whole stretch is, sense.
0: is beat the top 4 team and teams in the east lose to the worst team in the east for a second time for a second time
1: if you if their record at the end of the year against the top against like playoff teams in the east will probably be about the same as non playoff teams yes it's and and there's no i i guess in some ways it's predictable where um, all of this has to do with focus and has to do with a sense of... I hate the whole cliche of sense of urgency like or whatever. Like, is it? You, I don't know. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I sort of saw them playing well against the Bucks on the second night coming. Yeah, I get you that, can yeah. sort of see, like, they're, they might play well against the Celtics on the road here, after, you know, because of the situation that they're in. And if you look at it in retrospect, like, I didn't, like I didn't expect them to lose to the Hawks, but you can sort of see how if you try to get into the psyche of the team they just came off a rough stretch now they get to exhale a little bit and they just stink against the hawks and let the hawks beat like them like if that's
0: really how they're feeling that's ridiculous it is like you just can't do that anymore like it's 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 bitten you so many times this year it's, that you just can't do that I'm, anymore i'm
1: not saying it's a conscious thing where we don't have to play hard against the worst teams in the east i think it's just sort of natural and they're and they're not good enough to I mean like teams like the um, the Clippers and the Lakers and the Celtics and on down the line of good teams probably feel that way all the time where you're not going to have just pinpoint precision focus whenever you're hosting the Hawks one night those teams are good enough to not be focused and and lose a little bit of edge and still beat the Hawks the Spurs aren't so,
2: Spurs looked good in one quarter
1: yeah. and they almost won because of that quarter but right. it just I. I I mean, I mean, yes. To go back to the what, so, where so we stop, started,
0: stop doing that. <laughs> I agree. I think
1: it's easier said than done. I I just think it's a. What's weird about this team is they can be good enough to beat these top teams. That I I just think that they are not. At the level of those teams where they can they can not be at their best and, and yeah the ones and
0: they- where it all sort of gets uninteresting and it's just the NBA today if they make three pointers and the other team does not then they have right. a chance and if they don't then it gets really hard right so and that's and even in the course of games that's oh they're down eleven because they're getting blitzed from the three point line oh they come back because they started making three pointers right. and, and it's sort I mean, of uh, like I know Pop does that for effect a little bit the mm-hmm. grumpy old man three pointers suck kind of thing but uh-huh. I, I do understand that it is sort of you just you're sort of watching the same game over and over, and so so much of it is just up to chance and variance.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there is a lot of variance in the court. And we were talking yesterday, um, from our seats high above the AT and T Center floor, about just and this is not breaking news either, but how long an NBA game is, and it happens over and over and over again. We were talking about the game against Atlanta on. Friday night where they went from way behind to way up to losing again. And that basically happened during – it happens during the course of a lot of Spurs games. Yeah. where Like, even the fans now are kind of attuned, accustomed to saying, oh, the Spurs are up 20-2, to that this doesn't bode well. You know, you (laughs) kind of see it coming – like, th- this this is too good of a start. It's going to fall apart. And I think that's ha- that's been the case for a long time. But when three-pointers are as prevalent as they are today, I think the swings are even more dramatic and more fluctuating during the course of a game because it, it, the, the runs can happen so fast. And the Atlanta game is it right that Atlanta i think that was the, the most points scored from three point range against the Spurs this year which they seem to top that every other day yeah but wouldn't uh, surprise me wouldn't surprise you and i mean it's a guy like who who would they leave open at the end Ralph Mouth
0: Ralph Mouth uh uh, Ralph Malf. Ralph Malf. <laughs> uh, uh
1: Potsy, the um Potsy had the, had the brown hair right yeah or or Continuing our cutting edge <laughs> <laughs> references to to grow this podcast to find a sponsor, but yeah, I mean it's it's not like star players are beating them. Sometimes it's just guys you lead are left open that are capable of making a three point right. shot in the NBA, and a lot of people are capable of doing that now.
0: I mean, to nitpick a little, the reason he was wide open is because uh, everyone in the world was guarding Trey Young, yeah.
2: as you probably should have been, because he can. Just... I mean, I just assumed
0: that what that game was going to end with Trey Young taking a forty foot jumper and making it.
2: So. Yeah. That's what everyone assumed. I mean, he went from the beginning of the game when the Hawks took the lead. He was 7 of 9. Then he missed his next 5 in the third quarter, Mm -hmm. and the the Hawks fell behind. And then in the last three minutes, he scored 12 points.
1: He's a special player. And what's crazy about that, this isn't Spurs insider stuff, but just that trade between um, we have one of the elf people just try to get in the secure location. I can't do it. (laughs)
0: They can't, they can't, they can't, they They, can't. Can they survive the entire
1: 30 minutes of this podcast without setting the building on fire?
0: Probably not, sir. And how secure is this location, by the way, (laughs) that a seven-year-old just opened the door? We
1: need We need better security.
2: We need better security and a sponsor. Maybe (laughs) a new location. It's it's probably, like,
0: sometimes Martin Luther King Day falls, or these holidays fall, and, like, there's a practice day, and I have to take Mm -hmm. them to practice, and that can get a little more dicey, because they have no conception of, like... Greg Popovich is talking right now. You can't just walk in the middle of the scrum. Like, maybe yeah, it, maybe they
2: could just go play with Popovich. we could have fun. The
0: little one did that once when she was about three. Just kind of walked in the middle of like everybody talking while Pop was talking, and
1: Pop gave one of his best answers. <laughs> <laughs> she, she asked one of the most trenchant questions that Pop has ever been asked. At no, one she got in scrums. the middle and
0: realized quickly she wasn't supposed to be there. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pop just screamed at her. It was amazing. No, I'm <laughs> it was pretty. He was funny. actually very nice talking to her. Like, hey, who are you?
1: Where did, wh- who do you belong to? He was surprised that you had um uh reproduced, I yeah, think. Probably and sort of somewhat horrified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, God, I hate you. The, <laughs> uh,
1: um what we were just talking about was the three point thing and just how I think Nick was saying um, you know, that, that Trey Young is just capable of going through these spurts. But I mean you have guys like the just frustratingly named Duncan Robinson, who should absolutely be a Spur. And and the the, the most egregious draft yeah. oversight of the decade is the Spurs, like every other team, by the way, passing on D- Duncan Robinson in the draft. He started what, out making four of four, yeah. four, four from three yeah. in the Miami game yesterday. Yeah. And that's why Miami had a big lead. And then Duncan Robinson stops making three-pointers, and Miami falls behind. It's just there's, It seems like there's some kind of spurt like that in every NBA game now. And, again, not to sound like old man pop just railing at the sun or at the clouds, but that's just what the game is these days. And that's why it helps that a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge is shooting them. Mm-hmm. Which is, it looks like that's going to continue.
0: Yeah, he's taking them.
1: It, he's wasn't taking a, him. it wasn't a fluke.
0: No, it's been, what, a month now? Yeah. Of three-point shots from him.
1: I think during that month he leads the entire NBA in three-point percentage among qualified. And he, na- he now qualifies.
0: So is the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge is your most accurate three-point shooter, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well – I guess what I'm getting at uh, – never mind. Uh, I, do we, 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 I, I don't want to set you off on a rant. No, no. Uh, and and what the, the point shouldn't, is – Shouldn't your shooting guard be making more 3 points? Yes.
1: And a, a legitimate problem uh, that the Spurs have that's absolutely valid, and a lot of people have pointed it out, is when your starting shooting guard is not a great defender – and when he's not making three-pointers, which is what he's supposed to do, then he's, he's, it's a problem. And, again, this is something that we discussed high above the floor when yesterday. When were up there in the nosebleeds. When we were in the nosebleeds <laughs> yeah. yesterday is much like when your computer or your cable box or what have you, anything electronic, uh, you uh, computerized, me. when it starts stalling and when it doesn't work anymore, what do you do? You, you like, unplug it. The IT geniuses that we are, or you force it to to quit, and then you try plugging it in again later. And I think that's kind of what they have to do with Bryn Forbes. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I was going to say that.
2: Like he, he, just for his own benefit, I think he needs a break. Yeah, is Bryn Forbes the new scapegoat? For yeah, for podcast? For sure. Has sure. he replaced well, Marco I Bellinelli? Know, I don't know Got about the, the podcast. Belinelli's definitely on, on Twitter.
1: Down. Like I, I don't even want to get into who's scapegoating who. I think it's just fair to say. Without saying that Brent Forbes is terrible and he needs to be cut and never played again, that he's not helping the team right now the, the way he's playing, and it wouldn't hurt to just give him a bit of give him get him give him a big a bit of a break and hope that he can help you later. Because I, th- as I pointed out, this team when he when Brent Forbes is at his best, the Spurs usually are close mm-hmm. to their best. Mm-hmm. And and what we spent the first what 10 minutes of this podcast talking about is how the NBA changed and how you need guys, not even like all-star level guys, but Duncan Robinson and Ralph Mao from Atlanta to hit three-pointers. Like, Brent Forbes can be that guy. Neither of those guys are stalwart defenders. But you just need a guy to, to hit those shots, and he's not hitting them now. And he looks like he's kind of lost in his own head. And so in in the Miami game – if you look at it, I think he played the ninth most minutes on the team. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and let's not get into who should start or who's not because there's – Sure. I mean, we can do that in a minute because that's the reason he keeps starting
0: is because there's no good fix.
1: Right. So do you want to get into that? Yeah, we can do it. Well, but, for, uh, but starting
0: with, I agree with you that it just for his own benefit, yeah, just to stop getting his butt kicked every day, yeah. just this mental butt whip. Beat down. Beat down. Maybe a couple games off like from w- away from the starting lineup might do him
1: some good. Whenever fans notice or, or media members notice or coaches notice that a player is struggling and going through a tough time, like the player already knows himself. They don't have to mm-hmm. point out to him that yes. he's yes. stinking lately. Yes. Like Brent Forbes was the first person who noticed yeah. that Brent Forbes has been missing a bunch of shots and his shooting percentage is, is below what it was to start the year, way below what it was last year. Um, like he knows it. And and as much as he said all the right things about how I just fight through it, what have you, like he he probably needs a bit of a break, and and not even like a full game off. The, but what he did, what Pab did yesterday, is he played him once it became clear that it, he wasn't going to help. He kind of just gave him the rest of the game off, and it was fine.
0: They did bench Dejounte Murray for a while for yeah, kind of yeah. the same sort of reason, and it seemed to
1: recalibrate some things. So. Yeah.
0: So. If if Bryn Forbes isn't going to start a shooting guard, let's go through the candidates.
1: Well, before before we do that, I wanted to say one other thing that, that, <laughs> of the things that that you pointed out, in that there are there are multiple ways to get a guy going, and when Bryn was really um, struggling, I think he'd missed a couple of shots in a row, and it looked like okay, now they need to pull him. Pop gave him one more chance after timeout, and you pointed out they they actually ran a play for Pop him. Pop
0: does that a lot, actually.
1: The guy who was struggling, Pop ran a play for him coming out of a timeout, thinking, "Okay, this is the way we're gonna we're gonna show so much confidence in this guy that he's gonna this is just gonna break him out of it." And he missed the, it. W- they ran it perfectly. He had an open shot that he should have taken, and he missed it. I think that might have been the last play he played the yeah, entire game. Maybe so. Pop maybe said, so. "Okay, we gave you your shot. Now you're done." So he played, and before we get into the 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 lineman mm-hmm. lineup experimentation. Just want to point out that yesterday, like there's there's criticism of Brent plays too many minutes and why does Pop stick with him? Well, Pop made an adjustment yesterday. Brent finished with 16 minutes. I think That was the ninth most on the team. Like you got to play 10 guys. That's kind of where he should be. Lonnie played more than he did yesterday. Lonnie didn't play great either. Either, no. but Pop gave him some rope in terms of, you know, we we'll, we'll, we're not. I'm not going to pull you after every mistake. You can you can kind of learned to play in this game. And it, it was fine. Like Lonnie wasn't the hero of the game, but they won the game and all was great. But okay, lineup-wise, ask your question.
0: So who starts at shooting guard? Like if you go through the candidates, everyone wants Lonnie Walker. Right. Why, why not Lonnie Walker?
1: Well, because just to just to parrot back your answer for your own question, in terms of his slashing ability, all the things that he does well... Like, I'm not sure that the best two players for him to be playing off of are DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, I I think that you can—and even if Lonnie wants to be kind of selfish about this, he can showcase more of his abilities coming off the bench with the guys in that unit than he could uh, playing with two more ball-dominant guys like DeMar and LaMarcus. I, I just think he's— and, and, again, we've said this in this room over and over again. We're big Lonnie Walker fans and believers in terms of him be having a lot of potential in the future. But that would be I, – I just think you, you kind of take a little bit away from all that he can give you if if he's not uh, – his usage rate, to use the, the stats that the kids use now, like it wouldn't be – it it would be better off the bench. So, so, yeah, he's not optimal there.
0: Okay, so another candidate. Why not start Derek White at the two next to DeShonte Murray?
1: Like – of of your list, this might be the most interesting one to me.
2: Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we just haven't seen a lot of them play together st- even yeah.
1: still, right? Yeah. It seems this season, and it's
2: something that everyone's wanted to see. But it does seem like the most logical thing that everyone thought was going to happen because it gives yeah. you the best defense.
1: Let's skip him for a second. And go the other, so we can show. So I can show why Derek might be my guy. Who's your Who's your next? Uh, player?
0: like now you're down to like, do you throw Patty Mills in there? Which
1: you absolutely don't. Nope. Because he is perfect in his role. Mm-hmm. And he won them a game yesterday mm-hmm. against the Heat.
2: Uh, who else, what other candidates would you have? You want to throw Marco in there? For the argument Friend for Patty, of the podcast?
1: Though, obviously not.
2: For the argument for Patty, though, he is playing probably better than anyone
1: else this what, season. What what Patty does is he provides the same thing that a um, um, well-performing Brent Forbes does in terms of floor spacing, and he does the right things. I just think that he's so good in his role off the bench that you don't want to mess with that. But I – to me, like I, I wouldn't hate that the Patty thing, um, because that's kind of their closing lineup. A lot of times. Sometimes. Um, I, I, I just like the energy that he gives yeah. the second unit. I don't,
0: yeah, I, I don't like I don't like I don't like breaking something that's working to fix right. something else.
1: That's that's my issue. That's my issue. So that leaves you with. Derek.
0: I guess I didn't talk about the Derek part. I get I think one of the things is they want to make sure one of those two guys, Derek or DeJounte Murray is on the floor at all times. Which and is when a good you start argument. them together, it gets really complicated to be able to do that throughout the game.
1: Mhm. Okay. So, to, let's think this through. If Also,
0: also, who is your backup point guard at that point? Well, that's what i was about to say.
1: Th- let's think this through. If your starting lineup is um are we, are we leaving Pertle in the starting lineup?
0: Well, he hadn't been starting. I mean, you can mm. do whatever you want, but he had, had been, tra- oh, tra- been tra- Trey Lyles. Tra- 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 Lyle's. Oh, Trey Lyles. So, I know, I know, I know you're, no, you're not at every game, but... Right.
1: So the, um, the, the starting lineup in this scenario for this experiment is DeJounte Murray, Derek White, De Ron, uh, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Trey Lyles. That means your second unit, and let's say Rudy Gay isn't sick anymore. Um that means that in the front court is Yaka Pirtle, Rudy Gay, and then what do you have? Patty Mills and Bryn Forbes and Lonnie Walker at the other, at the other three spots. Let's leave Marco Something on the like third that. team. Yeah.
0: Something like that.
1: That's sort of that's kind of the argument against the Derek starting is because you have – and Patty Mills can play point guard in that group. He's he done can. It, he's done it before. He
2: can. It's not his best spot. though. But, Technically, Bryn's played
1: it too. But Patty, Bryn, backcourt is not optimal. <laughs> Especially on the defensive end. Just, so this is so you get into where you would have you would
0: not really be playing two distinct five units. man units. You would have to stagger. blend them. You'd stagger. have to
1: stagger the rotations there, which I
0: suppose can be done, but it's it's it gets complicated. It's yes. not as easy as we'll just put Derek in the starting lineup.
1: Right. I mean, it, which this is a long way of of saying that things work much better if Bren Forbes is playable. Yes. And if he's doing what he did. Um, when he's been at his best. And this is why
0: he's had such a long leash and been given right. such a long, uh, so many s- starts, and even when he's not hitting shots and right. not doing the thing that you have him in line up for.
1: Way back in, what, August, September, October, the early preseason podcast in this room, when we were talking about the advantages that the Spurs had, like one thing that they could rely on this year, what we said over and over again, we talked about depth, and um I, I've heard some people say oh you're you're worrying too much about the the second team like that's not that big of a deal. Well, I think it's a bigger deal with the Spurs because this is where they were supposed to kind of have an advantage over other teams is that second unit was gonna be better than most teams second units, so that's why like they don't have this overwhelming starting group that's gonna keep up with the Lakers. the starting fives that we all yeah. know about the Lakers the clippers the even the Mavericks teams like that so you want you want to make. Um, you want to take advantage of, of those minutes when the backups are out there, and so if you're kind of just haphazardly throwing together a starting lineup that doesn't fit perfectly, like that's probably not going to keep up with those great starting lineups. Like, why sacrifice the backups too? Yeah. And and people aren't. I realize things get lost online, and and feelings get hurt, and what have you. Like. I, the, the point of all the 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 back and forth has kind of been joking and i think people can kind of take um you know some ribbing back and forth we're not saying that everyone who suggests a lineup change is stupid or that is unformed or what have you like there's good reasons for all this stuff with the, the, the frustration um from our end from my end at least is this idea that pop just hasn't thought yes yeah. <laughs> yeah do you, you
0: honestly think they haven't probably talked about this in a room for hours and, and our plane and, rides yes and bus rides
1: <laughs> i mean and, uh, that's that's what gets frustrated like you're not stupid for saying they should change their lineup or that lonnie walker should play more or that bren forbes hasn't been playing all that is obvious and 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 that doesn't make you um uninformed or just out of place to to say that they should consider this stuff. But when you say it like Popsonetti, he doesn't see it, or he hasn't thought about this, or that he doesn't realize that his rotations well, are the, screwed up. Basketball like they malpractice
0: think about, is one of the words, the uh, phrases I have. Basketball malpractice. You know how
1: many? Um,
0: He's committing basketball malpractice.
1: You know how many analytics guys they employ, and 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 all the guys that you see in suits, and the guys that aren't even out there that that go over this stuff. You know, in rooms and with computers over and over again and are feeding Pop and, and the whole staff reams of information. To think that they haven't considered this and that they don't have reasons for why they're, they're choosing to play the guys they do, I just, that's a bit off-putting. But I, tol- like, I totally get it. If, if you're a fan of a team and, and you think um, the guy who's not playing is better than the guy who's playing, Sure. Like I understand that, I respect that. That's that's cool. I just think it's, it, it it can get a little silly sometimes because we have the same conversations over and over and over and over again, and it's it's just like every NBA game is a long NBA game. The NBA season is pretty long too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just imagine if you tweeted as much as Jeff. Does. How, <laughs> how often you'd have that same conversation?
1: I choose not to engage as much. Right. but that's yeah. fine. Well, Jeff, let me, it's, Jeff sees it as entertainment. Let me let me throw this out cool. here out there. Okay,
0: okay like um. To fix not to fix your to address the Bryn Forbes issue. Okay. Every so often, uh, you know, you'll the, trail the, the other the other big man spot next to Lamarcus is another thing that's sort of fluid. Mm-hmm. Every so often, Trey Lyles has been starting. He's been starting for a while. Every so often, you come out in the second half, and it'll be Yaka Pirtle. Mm-hmm. They will have changed the lineup at halftime. Mm-hmm. Could you do that with Bryn?
1: Oh, just like have a different starter in the. He, second. Maybe
0: he starts, but if you if you get to half like play the second half differently if it if it if it uh if the game um I calls for
1: it. I think that's a legitimate suggestion. Look like, give it give him a shot in the first half and if he's he doesn't it, have if it. If nothing
0: else it just eats up some minutes, yeah. you know? Like Yeah. It's I it's not an easy issue. Like the the best the best scenario is for Brent Forbes to hit shots. Yeah. Like that would that would that's the best scenario. Mm-hmm. But
1: I think I I got some grief for the the um so called rant in this room last week about brent forbes and it wasn't that like when
0: you ripped your shirt open while you were screaming (laughs) it was a little a little off-putting
1: the point wasn't that brent forbes is great and that he hasn't struggled this year he clearly has but there's this refusal to acknowledge that brent forbes at his best helps the spurs like i i don't get why people don't see that and like he's you know like like i said he's 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 been a great development win for them like there's a reason why they they work so hard to to have him improve his game and to become a regular part of the rotation and like when he plays well it's good for him when he plays badly it's not like it's not rocket science. Like, part of the
0: trick to the NBA for every team is to find a dude that can hit shots for $2 million. Exactly. Like, that's that's almost the only way you can make salary cap work, math work sometimes.
1: And, and by, on, to, to add to that, like, the Spurs have been very good at knowing when not to give the $2 million guy $10 million. Yeah, yeah. Every time they develop one of these 2 million guys, they realize, oh, somebody else wants to pay them more now, and, you know, we're not going to do that because we can find another one. And so, like, if you're worried about Brent Forbes' Getting a huge raise and staying here forever, you probably don't need to worry about that. Right. Like, it's not like they're going to be happy to see him go, but this might be the last year of Brent Forbes with the Spurs, and I don't think that uh, either fans or the front office or the coaching staff is going to be treating that like it's the end of the world. That can't keep him. Like, he's been great. He's yeah. been a win for them. But you move on. Um, and I guess that's all to say there.
2: That's all you got to say about that, Forrest? Yeah. <laughs> well, if he doesn't play much better, he's not even getting much more. Yeah, money. that's I mean... Right. That's, I
1: mean never underestimate... Um, what is it that Timmy Bontemps says? You can always find a dumb team in the NBA. You have to that, do it in the voice. There's, there's plenty. I can't... <laughs> Where's I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do a Bontemps. There's so.
2: always the Kings. <laughs>
1: uh, on the note of of guys who might be gone, had a kind of an interesting little conversation with DeMar after the game yesterday. And... Um, it sounds like I, I just really like the guy, and I, I don't think that makes me biased or unprofessional to say that he's. It's just enjoyable in this job to be around people who you can have an intelligent conversation with. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm rooting. I want him to be great, or whatever. Like that's the, that is sort of that's beside the point. That's beside the point. I just like talking to the guy, and he's he's a thoughtful guy. I think he's one of the more self-aware players mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like, he brought up the idea when I was talking to him about um, – and, and it's sensitive to bring up because you're, you're basically saying – or I'm basically telling him, you know, you're known as a guy who wasn't good enough to take Toronto to an NBA title. Like, it's no – widely around the NBA, it's acknowledged that it was no coincidence that they won the title after you left. Um, You're now the face of the Spurs who have had two decades of overwhelming success. And now, the Spurs, when you are playing well and you're kind of leading the team, the Spurs are a ninth seed. Like, you, I I basically pitched to him, like, do you understand that that's what people think of you? And are you cool with that? And he was totally open about it. And he said, absolutely. He said, that's been over, that's been hanging over me since the beginning of my career. I he used to frustrate, and how could it not frustrate somebody like that? How could it not get to him? And he basically said that the way he's been playing lately, and Pop pointed this out before the game, is he s- stopped thinking as much. He just said, screw it, and, and tried to enjoy what he had. And he's, he, he he speaks about the game um, in very appreciative tones. Like, he talks about how this game's been better to me than I could have imagined, and, and why would... I complain about any of this stuff. He's not a. Com- it bothers me when people think that he's complaining every time he talks about how much it hurt to get traded from Toronto. Yeah, like he's not saying this so he want because he wants people to feel sorry for him. It's people ask him, you know, how tough was it get to be traded from or, or Toronto, and he says it was pretty tough.
0: Like, like we want we, we all want these people to be honest with us, and then they are, and we get mad. Right. Like, well, have a different feeling, please.
1: So, so anyway, the. um the end of that conversation was about the opt out and like every other this isn't stop the press' stuff either, because every player says they haven't thought about it. And but it seemed it seemed to me that he was pretty sincere about the fact that if the if that decision was made today that he would not know which way he was leaning. And I think that's probably true not because he doesn't have a preference one way or the other, but I think he needs to gauge what the market is. Right. And whether or not the Spurs, how committed the Spurs are to to building with them. And I don't know the answer to that question, by I the way. I ex-
0: just exhaled. <laughs> <I'm> like, Sorry. <laughs> yes. Ah, the Spurs are in a tough spot with that. They I are. Just, I just don't think you can build around him long term.
1: I don't either. And uh, I, part
0: of it is age, too. Right. Like, he's over mm-hmm. 30. And yep. you just, I don't know that you want to commit five years, four years. Right. Uh,
1: and And that's why I prefaced this take with – uh, me talking about how much we we like DeMar as, DeMar as a person and respect him I, I just don't know that it's best for either party and it might be, I'm not breaking news here like don't aggregate this and say the the, the Spurs Insider podcast says DeMar's not coming back I just think that's a that remains a distinct possibility that they just decide to, to part yeah. this summer Yeah, um,
0: I mean yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen but I just I don't know that this I just don't know that the Spurs can can if I'm the Spurs if I'm going to commit years to him it I might have
1: to do with numbers you know yeah. if he it, it it because of the the free agent market the 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 class this summer he's going to be one of the bigger names if not the biggest name and it just seems like to go back to the Timmy Bontemps thing there's always a, a team in yeah. the NBA willing to overpay
0: you just never know yeah you just never you just never you just yeah you just never know what the market is going to be.
1: Yeah.
2: And who has the money, and who will throw it at them, and yeah, whether there's a fit there, and
1: yeah, yeah. And then so, uh, I mean, uh, we always end up talking about off season here. There's we're we're in the middle of uh, a stretch run before the trade deadline, February sixth. Just a few more games until yeah. then. It's probably going to be a quiet one for the Spurs. I again. would
0: assume. I would. Ass- I don't like the guys. The- the, the the ones that people like the big names. I don't think you're looking at Demar and LaMarcus going anywhere.
1: No. If anybody wants Damari Carroll, he probably can be had
2: for yeah. probably a box of Totinos. You might have to find him Tot- first. <laughs> Totinos.
1: <laughs> that has not worked out well.
0: No. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. But he was not active yesterday, and two games
0: in a row, Rudy's t- been out, and he's Rudy yeah. Gay
1: was out with with illness.
0: Basically, if the emergency option would have been Keldon Johnson, Keldon Johnson They've basically chosen that one point. Metu and Drew Eubanks
1: we, were already suited yeah, up yesterday. We will
2: play Keldon Johnson in front of you. Is yeah, basically the message there. Yeah, it, it, and that message is going to be really hard to trade him. So he it, might just be an act of the mean, rest, it, rest, it rest might, of this yeah, contract. I don't yeah. Yeah. know.
1: And by the yeah. way, you can aggregate that. Like Damari Carroll's probably available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mind that. I um, mean, I wouldn't
0: be surprised if they—if you're looking at them talking buyout on that. Yeah. I mean, it depends on really if Damari wants the full contract and just to sit around, or if he'd rather go play somewhere. Right. It just hasn't worked out. I don't, I'm not exactly sure why. Just—it just seems like they misevaluated. Yeah. Is the, the only thing I can come up with. Like he's just not what they thought he was going to be.
1: Right. Right. Well, I mean, th- like that hasn't killed. It, it would. Right. It would be better if they got some stuff from him, but, like... He got a third year out of Marcus Morris, though. He did. He did. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are over 30 minutes, and because we're in this semi-soundproof room, we don't know what kind of... You don't want to... You got nothing else to talk about? Armageddon. What else do you want to talk about? I
0: don't know. Any other topics? Are you
1: worried about what is, is happening outside yeah, the walls there?
0: Let's just... We can go on and on forever. You want to talk about, like, the, the new Pearl Jam album? This the man, d-
1: This man does not want to deal with these kids right now.
0: Not really. <laughs> I, I, I think if we're here long enough, someone else will adopt them. And...
1: This is out, getting outrageous. Take them to visit the Alamo. I cannot have believe... Have you listened to
0: the new album? <laughs> uh, not yet. It's not, I don't think it's out yet. It's not out. I yeah. got to track this. What, what song are you uh, most likely, to, uh, most interested to hear based on the song you title? You just want to talk yes. about
1: anything that will keep you from going outside and seeing what has been burned down.
0: Yeah, because then I have to.
1: We're at thirty-three then minutes. Don't have to
0: apologize to people. It's all
1: well. You need to prepare yourself for that. We're at thirty-three minutes. That is long enough for this week's Spurs Insider podcast. We will check you out closer to the rodeo road trip. Until then, take care of each other and keep it real.